Hey there, I'm Renee, a former hot mess shopping addict turned minimalist mindset guru. In three years, I went from totally broke to debt-free minimalist, started a money-generating blog, and healed my marriage while being a homeschooling, stay-at-home mom. And I did most of this with nothing more than a library card and a prayer. Looking back, there is one thing I wish I had had a friend to share the journey with me who actually understood what I was going through. This is my hope for the Unstuffed podcast, to be a place where you can shake off the need to people please and where we can both show up as our authentic selves, even if we're still in yesterday's sweatpants. Think of this as a standing coffee date with an old friend whose only job is to hear you out, hype you up, remind you that you are already enough and doesn't mind if you spike your coffee. As always, let's keep this simple. Life is hard enough. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there! Welcome to episode one of the Unstuffed Podcast. It felt so fitting to launch this number one episode talking about how minimalism found me. Whether or not you've been following me for a while or you maybe know a little bit about my story, I thought it would be a really good idea to just dive right in to where this all started. And I'm definitely one of those people that recognizes that most of the journeys that we go on in life don't just like all of a sudden start. It's not just like one day we have this big realization. It's usually an accumulation of small little events that lead us to slowly like chip away at ourselves to recognize, you know, where we're meant to go. Um, And so I really wanted to share that with you guys today with the very first episode about how minimalism found me. Uh, So I wanted to kickstart this talking about my childhood bedroom. I'm really hoping to find a photo of it and share on the membership site for the podcast because it's hysterical to me. When I, my mom had sent me a picture of my bedroom and I shouldn't say childhood bedroom. This was really my bedroom when I was like a teenager. She sent me a photo and oh, it just like overwhelmed my senses. It was too much to take in because especially now, like thinking about the way that I live, this was, here's the, let me paint the picture. Okay. So I had a really oversized bedroom um, I had a basement bedroom and the one, when I moved in, the wallpaper was plaid. So it literally looked like red, white, and blue plaid wallpaper. And I had half carpet, half wood flooring. It was just kind of a funky room, but it was really big and spacious. But my main goal was to like cover up this hideous wallpaper. I was like drama queen times a hundred. <laughs> when I was a teenager. And so I covered it with like posters. I would cut out pictures from magazines. And my mom, bless her heart, always wanted to encourage my creativity. She loved my artistic side and just let me run with it. So I actually stapled pop cans to the ceiling. I would use like white thread so you couldn't really see it. Loop it through like the click part top on a piece on pop, which or like soda for everybody that's not Minnesotan. So soda cans, I would like string through and then staple it to the ceiling. So I had soda cans dangling all different places throughout my bedroom. 
I had like those bead dividers to separate the carpeted part from the wood part. My mom bought me a bunch of blow up furniture. It was like party central in my room. And I know my friends think back and they were like, you had the coolest room. And you know what? I really did. It was an amazing bedroom. Um, and I'm so thankful for it, but it's so funny looking back at it now being like, oh my gosh, that oh, it's overloading to the senses. There's so much stuff to look at uh, that I think if I were to step into that bedroom now, even just talking about it makes my skin crawl. <laughs> I don't think I was ever meant to live that way, but you know what? It worked for the time being. Um, and I really think what happened is that as I got older, so, cause like I said, this was my teenage bedroom, life got more chaotic for me. You know, I had gone through a lot already and it seemed like more just kept on coming. And in order to kind of hide out from all of it, it was just easier to like pack in the walls. Do you know what I mean? Like when the world feels scary and hurtful and you've been knocked down, that bedroom became like my safe haven, which I think a lot of kids' bedrooms feel that way. Like that's their only place to express themselves in an entire house. And I'm so thankful my mom just let me run with it. But it was almost like I wanted the walls to close in on me. I wanted to shut out the walls. Just like I wanted to block out that wallpaper. I wanted to block out the world so much so. Um, and I can feel that hurt and the pain that I had now where, you know, my friend saw it as this party room. It was so fun. Um, and I can, when I think back to that room, most of the time how I felt was just um, anxious. Like it's making my heart get tight right now, just talking about it. That was how I always felt in that room. And yet the room was probably the safest place that I had, you know, where I could breathe the most. Um, but I always wanted something to distract me from my daily life. And that's kind of a, a hint at like what my life really was like. And I say, you know, before I could really shop, um, another thing I would do to like switch it up as I would constantly move the room around. I always was rearranging furniture. And then when I got a job and was able to shop, oh my gosh, I just kept bringing stuff in, you know, just packing it in more and more. Then when I was 19, um, like I said, I could barely breathe in that house. I couldn't wait to get out. And I guess I just decided the best way to do it would be to just marry my boyfriend and move to Arizona and not tell anybody. <laughs> it, was, it was a hot mess of a situation. But when I was 19, I moved to Arizona and secretly got married. That is an episode for a whole new day. But um, this was the first time I had my own place. And I really loved caring for it and keeping it clean. It made me feel so good. And my ex-husband would just like leave his stuff all over the floor and it drove me crazy and I didn't have a job. So this wasn't a healthy place for me either because I couldn't find work there for the longest time. I just, I'm not meant to be stuck between, you know, metaphorically four walls. Um, that was just never who I was made to be. So that was another place that I was extremely uncomfortable, but I realized, you know, that the one thing I did have was keeping the house clean, you know, maintaining the place. And I really loved that feeling of having something that gave me control when everything was chaotic. And during that time, my dad passed away. I'm secretly married. Everything was a mess, uh, but keeping it organized was really all I had. I also had an experience when I was down there where my mom asked what I wanted for Christmas and I gave her this list. She said, you know, I don't have a bunch of money. She, I don't have any money. So 
what do you want? You know, but I told her things knowing she didn't have very much money. I gave her a list of things that were all under $20, like some DVDs, some CDs um, that would cheer me up. You know, I would get to listen to some music or watch some movies, whatever. And she sent me a ton of stuff for the apartment. And now as a mom, I know she was like, I just want to, you know, she just wanted to make me feel like I was at home in that apartment. But she sent me like a tablecloth and placemats and like a cookie. Oh my gosh, what's it called? A cookie jar. She sent me a cookie jar. Um, Like I said, I can now see how she was so well-meaning in that. But I was like, this is stuff I don't want. I don't want placemats. I don't want a tablecloth. Like even to this day, that's not something I want to use in my home. Like these are just things that I won't um, have. I do still have the recipe box that she sent me. But and I think I mentioned that to her. I said, you know, next time just buy what's on the list. (laughs) And it can sound so snotty, like just get me what I ask for or don't give me anything at all. But really I was going, you know, you spent all this money on stuff I'm not going to use. And that sucks. Like it made me feel bad that she spent her money on that stuff and made me feel bad that I wasn't going to use it. But I also just really didn't want to use it. So I think that was another realization for me. Like, like I said, chipping away at the walls where I began to realize like, wow, we really shouldn't spend our money on silly things. Or I don't want people to spend money on me just to have to give me a present. You know, there was purpose behind why money should be spent and what we should be buying, that kind of thing. And then I moved home from Arizona. I got started getting divorced and I met Tom. So that's my current husband. When I met Tom, I was so excited. I just liked him so much. And he was the single dad. He had an apartment Uh, In my eyes, he had his life together more than I did, and he didn't. The truth is, he really didn't, but (laughs) I thought he did. I'm like, oh, he's an older man. He's definitely got his shit together. Nope. But I went to his apartment and was like, holy freaking crap. I had been to guys' places before, not 28-year-old guys at the time. I was only 20. But the place was so freaking clean. I remember using the bathroom and thinking, I have never seen a faucet this clean in my life. And a child lives here. Oh my gosh. It was just shocking to me. And as we started dating, I started noticing his habits. This sounds so silly, but this is a pivotal moment. Like I remember this moment where he walked from the living room to his bedroom and there was a sock on the floor between these two places And he bent over, oh my God, he bent over and he picked up the sock. (laughs) And I sat there watching and I swear it was like my jaw dropped. Like, it seems so simple. You're passing through, you're going from one place to the other, and there's something that needs to be picked up along the way. So you just pick it up. And I'm sure he just like casually tossed it in the laundry where it belonged, whatever it might be. But I don't know. I had this realization like, wow, like cleaning, cleaning and picking up after myself doesn't have to be this big God awful task. You know how I know how many times I would just pass by like piles of clothes on my bedroom floor and not think twice versus just that little tiny bit of like, it took no extra energy really on his part to bend over and pick up the sock and then put it in the laundry room. It blew my mind. I don't know what else to say about it, but that was another pivotal moment where I had this realization like, wow, you know, maintaining a house or keeping things clean doesn't have to be as hard as I have been making it out to be. 
Also, then I moved in with him to his apartment and I brought with me this big giant box full of memories. So it had, I don't even know what it had in it, but like maybe notes that my friends and I had passed to each other in school or my planners from high school, things like that. And I was still close to high school. I had only graduated two and a half years before or whatever. Um, but I was trying to like sh show him the things in it and I could see like he just didn't care really. And I think I had this click where I was like, yeah, this stuff maybe isn't all that important. And I would take things out. I'm like, look at this pipe cleaner. It. I don't remember what it's for, but, but I have it still because like my friend Adam did something funny with it. Um, but I don't, but I don't know what. <laughs> So I kind of had to come to this realization like, oh, I'm hanging on to a lot of stuff that I probably can let go of. So I started to get rid of some of the stuff from that memory box. And some of it I kept because some of it was important. Like I did like my notes from friends and things like that. Uh, and even now, you know, at some point I did part with those notes. Um, when I talk about them now, I think, well, that would be really fun to look through. But the truth is how many times would I have taken those notes out throughout the last 15 years, not many. Uh, but that was another big realization for me. And then our kids came into the world. So I, I was pregnant with our, our first together biological daughter, Kada. She was born in 2010. And ooh, I was, it was first baby, you know, it was my mom's, I'm her only daughter, first baby. Um, you know, for Tom's mom, this was a big deal. I don't think she had ever done a baby shower for any of her grandkids before. So we got a ton of baby stuff and it was so great. We were so prepped. We had like tons of bath stuff, extra diapers, but there was a lot of bulky crap. You know, you know, if you've had kids, you're like, Oh God, I know like the extra saucer and the big swing, um, the bassinet, the extra bonus little thing that you can prop them in the diaper bag, changing table. There was just so much stuff and it gave me anxiety bringing it into our living room. So my main goal, once Kata was born and prepping before she was born, I would put toys and wipes and diapers and everything that I knew I was going to need with her throughout the day because I was a stay-at-home mom in organization like in bins in our living room where you could not tell that they were there and I had friends who hadn't had babies come in and they would be like oh my gosh you can't even tell a kid lives here besides the swing like the swing was showing and I was like oh my god thank you like that's been my goal like I because I can't look at all the stuff and when my kids were born too um especially as they became like toddlers and started running I could not have the tv on it gave me so much more anxiety my life was already noisy and messy and chaotic enough. I didn't need to add any visual clutter to the mix. And when it came time, I'm such a, some moms I know struggle and some moms I know don't, but like when I was done having my two children and they were out of the baby stage, oh, I feel like I chucked that freaking swing off the front porch. I really didn't, but I was so excited to finally be able to get rid of like the big bulky baby stuff. It ate away at my brain. It drove me nuts. Um, but I was still a shopaholic. I was still constantly going to Target, like buying them new clothes. I think clothes was my biggest struggle. 
uh, or I would buy new decorations for the house or feel like I needed to switch things up. I didn't rearrange furniture like I used to, but I always needed something new to kind of distract me from that mundane feeling of consistency, probably. Um, and then when we sold our townhouse, we had to do that thing where you stage it, you know, so we were told kind of like put pictures away, eliminate half the stuff. So we decluttered a lot and put stuff in boxes in the garage, like a lot of the excess stuff that we had that we knew we wouldn't need until we were able to open them in the new house, right? That kind of thing. And it was amazing. I remember thinking, God, I love the house like this. I love not having pictures on the wall. I love not having stuff everywhere. And we really didn't need to go into those boxes for months. I think, I want to say they were at least packed away for maybe two months um, and to not go in there and need them at all. And then when we moved, some of them stayed packed for more months, like, you know, and we would kind of slowly be like, oh, we should go unpack one of those boxes. But really, why? Like, you don't need any of the stuff in it. <laughs> So this is where it comes in, where you guys have probably heard my story, is when we moved into the big house. Uh, and like I said, we started unpacking all the stuff from the townhouse, but I quickly began to realize, like, this was my dream house, this big, beautiful home. But being in it, being smack dab in it, I was going, wow, this is a lot of work. We were constantly doing stuff outside. We were doing stuff inside. It took so much longer to clean and it was so much harder to clean because there were three different levels. Uh, there were toys everywhere. Everything was so spaced out. I just absolutely went crazy. And I kept thinking, I remember sitting in my studio because I had a photography studio in this house, sitting there looking and going, if I want this place to feel like a home, I am going to have to spend so much money and do so much work just for me to feel kind of cozy or comforted in it because it all felt so spaced out and so big. It didn't feel homey or cozy. And I would give tours to people. And I remember being like, God, are you bored yet? Because this is taking forever. This feels like a museum tour. I know other people have houses that are that big or bigger and probably don't feel that way, but that was really how it felt to me. So flash forward, you guys know the story probably that we downsized. We downsized to a house that was 2,000 finished square feet smaller. So we have an unfinished basement and it has been the best decision ever. But once we moved here, you know, we did so to save ourselves the time of cleaning, the money on the mortgage, and our sanity of not having to maintain so much. When life is already busy enough as it is, there's so much else to do besides just taking care of a house. And I didn't really want to be spending all of my time doing that, doing house maintenance. I've got better things to do with my life, right? So we moved in here and we gained so much freedom and we were able to like knock out debt for real, save our marriage. We were able to recognize some of our older daughters, um, you know, mental health issues. There is so much benefit I found to living a simpler life. Um, but one thing that's kind of funny is I went through like a PTSD with cleaning. I became extra overwhelmed by cleaning when I moved here. If it started to get a little cluttered or a little messy, I would just sit in the living room in a panic until I eventually got myself to just pick up the stuff. I would just start cleaning. And then I'd be done, like poof, instant in a done. I, I was like, every time I did this multiple times for months, I'd be like, oh yeah, like this place doesn't take that long to clean. What? 
oh, like, I have my life back. I have my freedom back. This feels amazing. And that's still something that I talk about. Now I don't mind cleaning my house because I've my brain knows it's not going to be this god-awful three-hour task by any means. Um, and it has been so liberating. But that is what has gotten me here. That All those little tiny moments kind of built up to that realization that I prefer a simple life. I prefer living simpler. I prefer living with less, but I still love stuff. I think that needs to be said. Like, my God, I love my bed, my big giant king size bed with the comfortable sheets and the amazing comforter. I like my home looking pretty. I like wearing clothes that make me feel amazing. And I needed to find some balance with that too. And that's something we can definitely dive into in an extra episode. But for now, those are the little tidbits. That's what has gotten me here to this minimalist podcast um, and to building a presence online, trying to share with other people how to find freedom with less. Um, and in my membership site, I'm going to dive in more into how I started in my closet because that's the very first place that I started my minimalist journey and I really want to dive into and share that with you. So if you want to gain access to that bonus podcast episode, you can click below in the show notes to join my membership. It's just $10 a month and you will get bonus access to so many additional podcasts, freebies, promotions, the best possible things. Thank you so much for being here. I guess I'm signing off. Thank you so much for tuning into Unstuffed. If you aren't quite ready to be done yet or want to review our conversation again, you can head to thefunsizelife.com for show notes. And if you want to get in on my latest freebies and trainings, you can head to reneebenis.com slash links. I am always working to share helpful guides and tools with you so you can keep growing in a way that feels right for you. Thanks for catching up with me. I'll see you soon.